amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hi, folks. Um, first, let me apologize for this week's episode coming to you a couple of days late. Just we've been waiting on some little bits of music that we can pepper throughout this week's episode. So apologies that we are bringing it to you late, but better late than never. Thank you so much for joining me, Edith Bowman, for another episode of Soundtracking, my weekly podcast where I get to dive into the world of film and music and TV. And as I've said before on the show, it's so wonderful where we get to make the choices about what we talk about. And sometimes there are films that just really I don't know, capture our imagination or impress us that we want to shout about them. And this week is a really good example of that because our latest episode of Soundtrack and sees us joined by two great friends who scooped the camera door at Cannes last year for their best first feature. Um, Riley Keough and Gina Gamble co-wrote, produced and directed War Pony, which tells the kind of overlapping stories of two young men on the Pine Ridge Reservation, brilliantly played by Jojo Baptiste Whiting and, apologies for my terrible pronunciation, uh, Ladanian Crazy Thunder. It comes out in the cinemas in the UK and Ireland this Friday, so the 9th of June. I know there's some previews here, there and everywhere, but... If I can highly encourage you to go and see this film, please do. It's a really immersive experience. It's kind of one of those films where you go, am I watching real life happen? They've done such a fantastic job capturing these non-actors in real life situations that tell a really honest and at times brutal story, but an honest story. So War Pony is in cinemas as of this Friday and I highly recommend that you go and see it. It's scored by Christopher Stracy and Mato Oyuhi, and we'll begin with the cue Stealing from Dad. Thank you so much for your time and congratulations on this extraordinary film. I felt so many emotions, different emotions watching this film. I felt so connected to, you took us right into to this landscape and these stories and these lives so brilliantly and honestly. Yeah, I was kind of, had palpitations at point of kind of fear for them. So it was such a physical response. So congratulations, it's a brilliant film. Well, thank you so much. That means so much to us. I know we've not got loads of time, but the story of this is just beautiful in itself in terms of the collaboration and how this film and, and, and this story came from truth. And I believe that kind of goes back to, Riley, when you were you were filming American Honey with Andrea back in 2015 and meeting Frank and Bill for the first time who were extras. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, they came to, that, to potentially be extras. and They weren't totally convinced. <laughs> uh, and so I... And I spent time with them and we hung out for a while and then 
I don't know, after we spent time together, they decided that they would uh, be extras in the film and we just ended up spending the day together, basically. What was the point where, in terms of you and, and Gina getting together and this being the thing that you wanted to to take forward, that there was a story to tell and that you wanted to collaborate on this? What was the point of kind of, I guess, realisation that, that this was something that you were going to work together on as a film? I think that... There wasn't one moment. It just was this sort of energy that took us along for this ride that we couldn't stop. And that was our friendships. And then into this, the writing of the film, like there really was not a a point where we said, let's write a movie and had this like idea. It just started happening. It felt in a way like we didn't have control over it. It was just this beautiful thing that happened with our friends and us and, and this collaboration that just naturally happened. And, and it felt like it was going to move forward whether or not we we wanted it to or not. You know, there were moments where we quit on it and it just kept moving. It was like really, in hindsight, like beautiful and kind of spiritual and felt like the universe was kind of <laughs> a part of the process in a way. That landscape and that world that we're taken into is such a physical experience. Gina, in terms of kind of really working out how you would tell the story visually, even that was collaborative, wasn't it? For sure. I think that that, I think that, that approach, this kind of like checking in and, and building everything together was really the core of the collaboration. It's like it wasn't one part of the filmmaking process that wasn't a conversation and wasn't truly a collaboration. I think that with, I think Billy was very vocal about what he didn't want visually. Like, and I think that both of them, you know, we had many conversations about not wanting to add any more grit or any more texture than's already there, like be very honest with our photography. We took that really seriously. And I think that we made decisions like not to go handheld and to be very clean with our with our camera movement and very intentional with the way the camera moves and very, very honest with, with our framing. And I think that that came very much from, from Billy and Frank and, and from what they wanted and what, and what they didn't want. I think we also <laughs> liked the challenge of like trying to, make a film that felt how you would expect it as naturalistic and authentic as films with first time actors feels while also, you know, shooting coverage and having setups and staying on script. We were kind of like, oh, let's try and get this result, but also shoot it, you know, how I shoot a movie typically and and not like find it in the moment and have it prepared. And that I, I think that challenge was something that we were kind of like, this could be very cool if we could uh, execute that well I wanted to ask in terms of the community that we we see you know these characters live in on Pine Ridge Reservation it doesn't feel like you had to do much in terms of and I you know that's probably done a great production designer as well in terms of the authenticity but but just following on from what you were saying there it's like, it feels everything just feels so real we feel like we're watching real people in a real environment a real situation going through real things that was kind of the idea was to be as uh, authentic as we could and truthful in 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 the script and in the you know production design and and if we if we didn't have to change anything we definitely wouldn't have but also our production designer was you know our whole crew really was very um, on board with that and and leaving what we could and using what what was there and and also like uh, making friends within the community and incorporating the community as much as possible. Like even with like finding vehicles and our art department would kind of like make friends and, and find cars around town. And it felt like our crew was very, I don't know, 
it was also trying to use the community as much as possible and include the community and and find things through friends and through Facebook and it was just it was very um felt very authentic to the Pine Ridge in that way which was cool how did you find that cast because those two characters Bill and Matteo I want to get the pronunciation Matteo the young kid who plays Matt I mean Bill's amazing and two very different asks of actors obviously different ages and stuff but the young actor who plays Matto, oh my God, where did you find him? I think our trips, for years we were going just as ultimately, you know, extended holidays. We were just going to visit <laughs> our friends and play with our friends. And then I don't know in which years of the seven years, suddenly I think that we did, you know, start doing more intentional, okay, we're going to do, try and get this part of writing done or this. And I think as soon as we realised that maybe we were making a movie, those trips sort of became casting trips accidentally too we just meet a lot of people and I think when we're meeting people you know a lot of a lot of our cast were people that we just met in the street or or met at someone's house you know and that and that's how a lot of our cast came to be and for Marto I think that we had because we were there for so long we had a problem of kids and and family friends kind of aging out of roles you know like we had and so I think that for him him and and Bill like Jojo who plays Bill were they were really our two final hires like we kind wow. of built a lot around them and we had ideas of people who could do it. But with both of them, I think when we sat with them, we knew straight away that they were the ones. And he came from a friend of ours. We were kind of describing the character and saying, this is what we're looking for. And she just showed us a picture. And she said, "There's a, she's a teacher at one of the schools. And she's like, there's this one kid who's really special. And I was like, I want to talk to him. And at the time he was 11. And we weren't on the reservation, but our casting director, Elena Hendricks, was on the reservation. And she said, I'm going to meet him today. And he was a bit late and we were like, where is he? And she's like, oh, his dad said he's driving to me now. This boy's 11. And so he drove himself to his audition at 11. And I think that that was a signal to us. I was like, oh, this might be our kid. And then we thought he was, he was amazing. Yeah, he's extraordinary. What a find. When it came to music as well, I mean, the music's a real kind of character in the film as well. And that Annie Lennox cover moment is genius. I burst out laughing and she <laughs> sings it so beautifully. And it, But it's just, oh, it was brilliant. What, uh, just in terms of the choices on that, but then also working with, um, you know, with your composers, with Christopher and, um, and Matto on the music within the film, which has got this lovely connection with the culture. But then it yeah. also has this fantastic, almost like thriller element to it. And, and also that kind of diegetic music as well of what they listen to. There's a big conversation around music in terms of the choices and stuff. For the music, like all of the, the, you know, needle drop, the diegetic music in the film, like that was so led by Frank to start with. And then it transferred into like Ladanian and Jojo. Jojo exclusively listens to NBA Youngboy and XXX. And so I think that that became the soundtrack to the film. And I think that we made a choice of like, we know what we listen to on repeat on hour long car rides. And so, and it's not like a different artist every time we're in the car. It's the same artist and the same songs. And, you know, and I think that we, that became part of the storytelling, I think, is that yeah. when you have those artists in your coming of age, that just inspires you and you want to listen to a record until it's dead. We kind of made it a part of, it was, you know, very much a part of the storytelling for us. Sometimes I don't let go, I shine, I shine, I Cause of your hoes, watch it for me, 
fight And I'm on your thotty mind But I don't want it cause I got a wife Playing with the pity through the day and night Playing with a mind and a beat, oh I So they wanna swallow up the meat, oh I So they wanna swallow up the meat, oh I Hey, yeah Sometimes I don't let go I shine, I shine, all the hit goes It's fine cause of your hoes Watching from the outside And then with Annie Lennox, I think that we struggled with that one for a long time. I think we went through a lot of a lot of different songs. And I think that we were just driving with our producer one day to set. And the song came on. We were like, what if she sings this? And we all laughed. And when we <laughs> yeah. all laughed, it kind of it kind of was the one that we went with. And then Macho and Christopher, I don't want to speak for them because they had, you know, a very special collaboration. But I think that they, you know, Macho's a, a, he's a Lakota um, man and his father's from Pine Ridge and I think that he you know he's an incredible musician and he's doing so well right now um, with all his endeavors since this I, I don't want to speak for them so I don't really know what to say about about their club but I think that all we said is we wanted like we never wanted the music to be the thing that's influencing the emotion we want the yeah. we wanted the music to be a release of the emo- of the emotion and I think that that was kind of the conversations we had over and over is, is how, and and how do we make it feel distinctive and make it feel like part of this world and not alien to the world? And I think that yeah. they did a really beautiful job with that. Amazing job. The cue is where it's a song actually when um Mato is is at the fire and the kind of voice yeah, oh. I know the one that's a traditional song that Mato is singing and then I think that him and Christopher Christopher like they like they layered it and melodized it and and created kind of a, a chorus out of his voice and I think that that and it's I think it's the same with the film and I think this is part of Christopher and Mato's approach was taking something traditional and taking something is ancient you know that mm. is has has been with the ancestors and then this a young indigenous man like kind of reimagining it you know in a in a way i think that was so much the approach to the score of how do we take traditional elements and reimagine it in a in a way that feels modern in a way that feels appropriate to this film and and to to the right now of of Phil and Frank's story Check it out.
That end track as well. Happy St. Marie. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful. So good. So, so yeah. good. We're being wrapped up sort of thing, but I just, I'm going to try and get some time with, with Christopher and Matt. It would be amazing to talk to them about the journey of the music as well yeah. on this. But uh, Riley, can I just say as well, Daisy was phenomenal. Huge congratulations on on that. You just did the Thank most you so much. phenomenal job with that character. Thank you. From watching all your brilliant little videos of the, the lead up to that and all the work you guys put into that it it pays off because it's yeah i'm coming on i'm thank coming you. to the tour when you book those dates for sure oh thank you so much thank you for watching no it's great and i'm excited to see what you if you've got plans to do you know to work together on another film because you know this clearly works and you've just <laughs> tapped into something that it's not often you come away from a film as well and you you want to learn more, you know, in terms of I went on a deep dive finding out about the kind of symbolic nature of the buffalo and the the bison with this with this this culture and you know about this this world and the land. And so thank you for inspiring me to learn more and fill my brain with some some interest in history. But I'm interested to see what you do next. Oh well thank you for being inspired and thank you for watching our movie. Great to chat to you both. Thank you so much. You're not a dream. You're not an angel. You're a man. I'm not a queen. I'm a woman. Take my hand. We'll make a space in the lives that we planned. And here we'll stay until it's time for you to go. Yes, we're different. Worlds apart, we're not the same We laughed and played at the start Like in a game You could have stayed outside my heart But in you came And here you'll stay Until it's time for you to go From the soundtrack to War Pony, that's Until It's Time For You To Go by Buffy St. Marie, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with the wonderful Rally Keo and Gina Gamo. I'm so excited to see what they do next, uh, particularly just how they managed to capture beautiful characters and a fascinating story in this first feature of those. My huge thanks to them both for taking the time to talk to us. As mentioned, War Pony is out in cinemas in the UK and Ireland on Friday. Head to warpony.film for more information as to where it is showing. We mentioned American Honey during the interview and if you wanted to hear my interview with Andrea Arnold about that film, just head to edithwoman.com where you'll also be able to find every single other episode of the podcast. Follow us on socials, we're at Soundtracking UK and please do subscribe to our YouTube channel for loads of extra content. Now we've got loads of great stuff on the way, uh, not least a show that is dedicated to the 50th anniversary of The Wicker Man, which is going to be out in cinemas on the 21st of June for one night only celebrating that anniversary. And if you go along and see that, you'll also be able to experience a kind of special pre-show that I was lucky enough to host uh, last month, actually, that's being kind of put together uh, as a nice little bit of extra content for you if you go along. And there are lots of great guests and special surprises and music as part of that show. And we wanted to celebrate it on the podcast as well. So we have a special Wickerman edition coming up for you in the next couple of weeks. But fingers crossed, 
uh, an episode with the wonderful Daniel Pemberton talking about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. You kind of watch that first film and you go, how can they top it? Well, they've done it tenfold with this new film and that also applies to Daniel's extraordinary score for this film. So I'm hoping, whether or not it's Daniel, we will be back next week with another episode of Soundtracking. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.